Welcome to another episode of That's So Fetch, where we talk about dating, Torah, and everything in between. I'm very excited about this episode because you all have been bearing with me for a lot of heavy topics, and I'm ready for something just fun and light, you know, to get you through election week. Um, and I have, I'm being joined by a lovely guest by the name of Alan Avitan. Hi, Alan. How are you? Hi, Rebecca. I am good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So Alan is lives in the Upper West Side. He's originally from Cleveland, Ohio. He works in social media marketing, and he started his own dating consultation business called The Right Swipe. Um, and he was mentioned on a J-Swipe article called The 42 Most Swiped Right Guys on J-Swipe. And he has spoken in multiple Jewish events and Shabbatonim and also leads individual consultations as part of his business. So yeah, very excited to brainstorm together about how to date during a COVID winter. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you had me on. It's a very interesting time right now to be dating and uh, everyone's kind of trying to figure out what to do next and how to approach it. And, you know, I think it's just one of those things that everyone's not unsure about. So um, it'll be fun to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Alan, one second, I'm going to so tell us a little bit about yourself um, and what you've been up to during the pandemic since March, you know, yeah, it's definitely. been a wild ride. Yeah, it's been a long, a long ride uh, for sure. Um, yeah, so I went to YU, um, uh, majored in marketing and I've been living in the city ever since. During, during uh, COVID, um, you know, I, I live on the Upper West Side. So uh, during COVID, I kind of had the chance to either go home right away or stay put. Um, yeah. I feel like my roommate... Uh, the second they were talking about shutting down the borders for the states, he like flew home the next day. It was just like, tech told us throw out your throw out my food, um, and he was gone. And so I was also thinking should I just go home now or stay, and just, wasn't sure if I wanted to be stuck at home for who knows how long. So I just um, stayed put, and I've been here for the last like six seven months. Then I wanted to find out more about Alan's dating business called The Right Swipe, how it got started, and what inspired him to start it. Yeah, so it's actually a really great question. Um, it kind of came out of a fluke, to be honest, because I wasn't really planning on starting a dating business. Um, but I kind of came out of, um, like when that J-Swipe dating article came out, uh, I definitely got a lot of people like reaching out to me about it and asking me about it. Wow. And they were like, oh, my God, I was telling this article, um, how'd you get in? What happened? So, uh, or like, what were you, more importantly, people were like, what's in your profile? Like, what are you putting in that's like getting people's attention? So I started just giving people advice here and there, like, oh, here's what I would do or do this or this is what I did. And people were using it and kind of, you know, coming back to me and saying, oh, that actually really worked. Um and so I was giving friends advice just for fun. And then like that summer after the article came out, um, there was one of these like back to camp, like I guess you could say that's like a singles weekend where 
Um, they rent out a camp and like 300 people like come, come, um, it's like all Jews and they just like hang out for the weekend activities, alcohol parties. It's great. And so super fun. Like who doesn't love camp? And it was just fun being back there in bunks and stuff. Uh, but like these weekends are really expensive. Uh, so one thing they offer is if you can lead a class on something to like provide stuff for the schedule, they'll give you a big discount. So I was like, what can I teach and get as much of a discount as possible? So I basically sent them a list of like everything I know how to do. And so one of them was dating. I was like, oh, I give like dating advice to friends. I could give like a class on the tips I give friends or have been. And the other one actually happened to be juggling. Um, Cool. I'm an excellent juggler, but I know enough to like teach people how to juggle like three balls and what that what goes into that. Fun. So they're like, all right, you signed. We're signing up for juggling for intro to juggling, and then like an online dating talk, or like how to use dating apps better. So mm-hmm. juggling went well. Like actually, like 45 people showed up, which was crazy. Um, wow. But then, like out of nowhere, this guy on the weekend happened to be like a professional juggler. And was like, oh, I've got my juggling kit. Like, can we, can we like juggle together? I was like, I don't oh, no. know as much as you do. This is not going to look good for me. I was like, actually, I'm a good, but I didn't want him to know that. So I was like, I'm actually busy now, but maybe later. Like, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll talk later. Um, so yeah, but then, so that went well. And then I did the talk on dating and like, I think like 80 or 90 people showed up, like way more than I was expecting. Like I was expecting yeah. 10 people to come who were mainly just my friends there. Uh, but a lot of people came, I had a ton of questions. I kind of just gave over tips and then did a Q and a, and then afterwards, uh, one of the, there was like a matchmaker who was there on the weekend, like a shot And she was like, Hey, I like came to your talk. I thought what you had to say was so interesting and so unique. Uh, like I really think if you, if I were you, I would start some sort of business to help people because. Like I do this and hearing what you had to say just made sense to me. And I think this is something that you could really, you know, make into something if you really put your mind to it. So, uh, okay. I appreciate that. Very nice of you to say, but I didn't really think like too much of it. But then after the weekend, someone emailed me or texted me, I forget which. And he was like, Hey, this is so-and-so from the weekend. Um, I wanted to know, I wanted to like work with you. On like my dating profile, how much do you charge for a session? Oh, and I was like, so flattering. I was like I don't know. Like I have no idea how much do I charge for a session. So I just threw out a random number, and he's like, he was like, great, like, per, like great. So then he like sent me the money, and I had no idea what I was doing, but I basically just like improvised along the way, and he was like, thank you so much. This was so helpful. I'm like, great. And then someone else from the weekend reached out to me, and I was like. And they're like, how much do you charge? And this time I had a number. So I said it. He's like, great. And then someone from the weekend was like, hey, I heard about you speaking. And I'm actually running a Shabbaton in Teaneck, like a single Shabbaton. Can we bring you in as a speaker? And I was like, yes. And they're like, that's crazy. And I was like, how much do you charge to speak? And I was like, I have no idea. I don't know how much I charge to speak. And I threw out a number, which now I realize was very low. But he was like, sure, we'll do it. And so I did it. And I came. And then. Got a few more clients from there. And then um, I spoke at another. And then from there, someone also was like, I'm hosting a Shabbaton in, in Muncie. Can you speak there? So then I was like, wait, this is actually becoming something. And then 
Um, yeah, then I started, you know, I built a, a website and I got um, business cards and I just started like putting more effort into it. And, you know, I started speaking at events and working with people when I won and yeah, yeah really kind of built up. I'm sure like every event you went to, you would have people like reach out to you after, right? Yeah. Like people would definitely come up to me on the weekend and ask me questions and ask me how to work with them or for a business card and follow up. So, um, it like every consult or every speaking event would just lead to another. Um, and I was doing that for a couple of years and it was really, really fun. I loved what I was doing also. Cause I think dating is this one thing that we all go through as a shared experience and we all mm-hmm. are just trying to figure it out together because no one knows what they're doing. Um, and so just the fact that I have some insight that could help in some capacity was also like enjoyable for me. It was just, yeah. oh, you have this question. I have some insight into how this could help you. And then seeing someone say, oh, this really helped or I saw a difference um, was definitely something I enjoyed more so than even the money I was getting or the trips I was going on or the places I was going to was just actually working with these people and just helping them. Wow, that's really nice. So it sounds like you really got a lot of enjoyment out of it too. Yeah, I definitely did because um, like you meet people in all the – like just from speaking at these events, like I've met so many people from so many different circumstances um, and ev- like I think dating can be so hard sometimes and yeah. you can really see how it affects people at every stage. Like someone who's 22 and just starting dating – has their kind of frustrations. And then you have people who yeah. are, you know, in their upper twenties and their thirties who are having different frustrations, the people in their forties, or, you know, we don't even think about sometimes there are people who are divorced or divorced with kids and people in all different circumstances, all trying to figure it out and all trying to just find happiness and find someone. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it was great to kind of connect with them and also just, you know, you know, knowing that, it's weird to say, but it's like knowing that someone is getting there or kind of like helping them find that person or um, taking one step closer to get there is like as much as we're disconnected because you may be in one stage of life and I'm in another. It's like we are, but we're also just like still a Jewish people. We're also just still trying to find the same thing. And if you even if one person finds it, it shouldn't be like a depressing thing. It should be like an enjoyment like. You know, this is possible. Everyone is finding their person. This is something that, you know, maybe isn't as hard as I thought it was. And everyone's just trying to make it a collective experience. So, yeah. So it sounds like it was also like cathartic for you um, to like be with these people and help them through their journeys and like make something of your own experiences. Like it sounds like you also kind of learned from them. Yeah. uh Yeah. A hundred percent. Like I've definitely changed my whole outlook on dating because of the type of people I met and the type of places I spoke, I've speak, spoken at and worked with. Um, like I have very little to complain about compared to other people in other situations. Um, yeah. and you know, you really see how like everyone across the whole spectrum deals with dating and goes through it. Um, and you're right. It is. And it's like, you know, even I have, even I may have insights into things, but it doesn't mean that my dating life is perfect and I can hear from other people how they've navigated it or how they've gone through it and yeah. what the struggles are. And then, yeah. then we launched into a discussion about what dating has been like during the pandemic. And in the height of the pandemic in March and April, we both agreed that there was not much dating happening for either of us. But once things reopened a little bit in June, there was some hope. Um, I got back on a bunch of dating apps 
um, like J Swipe, Hinge, uh, were like the main ones. And, and so just kind of connecting with people and honestly, just, just having conversations again was just nice. Like that was, I was like, if this goes nowhere, I'll be very happy because I'm just talking to people again, um, who are, who are people I might be interested in going out with. So for sure, for sure. um, Also, it was like easier to talk to people like in, in the height of the pandemic in April, I was like, I can't be bothered to talk to anyone. But I remember like in June when things started opening up, it was just like easier. You didn't have to like talk about the world being in shambles. It was like, we both live in this world. We both know how it's going, you know? Right. Like exactly. And it's funny, almost like you have to watch what you say because you know, like the same type of questions you'd ask before no longer apply are like um, when people are just saying, Oh, like, how was your day? It's like, I was just at home all day. Like, that's just like, okay, cool. Like what'd you do? It's like, Oh, I went for a walk. Yeah. Oh my God. How was the walk? Like, I'm so jealous. Like that was now like the way we were speaking and talking to each other. And like, um, it was, it was so interesting just to like have those kind of conversations. And um, yeah. And like, I think I, started just talking with people and I I started noticing just different trends. Like one was, you know, if you talk to someone who wasn't necessarily in your area, the idea of now traveling to go to see that person was like a conversation, you know, so how are we going to meet up? What are you, Mm -hmm. what am I comfortable with? Um, You know, talking and now saying, Hey, we've been talking. Do you want to go on a date? And the person may say, Oh, I'd really want to get to know you better before I commit to seeing someone that I don't know in person. Um, mm. And so there was like layers of now, like barriers to entry in terms of even going on a date. So wow. um, I think I had my fair share, like most people of like Zoom dates and like FaceTimes. Even in this, like even in the thick of summer? Yeah, it's, it was really interesting because I think it was still so new that people were still having, I mean, I think it was different. Not everyone was like that. Like, some people were like, yeah, I'll, I'll meet up with you. Like they didn't really seem to care, but most people were like, you know, if you were having a good conversation, the first follow-up would be, Hey, can we have a FaceTime? And then if the FaceTime went well, it'd be like, Hey, can we meet up and try to figure out what that means? I mean, I guess I'll just speak from my end. Like, I feel like in terms of FaceTime dating, it's hard because it's harder to tell whether you like, like the person or not, because I don't know. It's just like not the full experience. Like you can't fully understand the person. Um, But also it's nice because I feel like you get to know the person and like, I feel like I've given people more chances over FaceTime that I might have just like written off if I met in person and like had longer conversations. And also it's a big time saver because I think like if you're going to meet up with someone in person, it's almost like always better to talk maybe before the date so that like, you know, I don't know. I go back and forth on that. Like whether you should have a phone call before the date anyway, because like time is precious. Um, um, yeah. So one thing about the Zoom calls was so interesting was, you know, I think before this pandemic happened, the idea of like having a phone call with someone beforehand almost seemed weird and foreign because like who likes to speak on the phone? Like it's not something we do. So yeah. people would always tell me, oh, you know, I feel comfortable with a phone call before a date. And they'd say, you know, people were always like hesitant about it or they were kind of turned off by it. Um, But that was just a preference. And I always used to think I get why it's kind of weird. But now, like, that's just the normal thing to do. And Mm -hmm. I I realized, like, there's so much merit from it that, like, you're saving so much time because you could have that Zoom date and not, you know, 
go all the way downtown to go and meet up just to know in the first five minutes that it's not going to be a match. Um, and also you kind of build a good rapport with someone if you have a good first Zoom date. Uh, yeah. That like, oh, this went really well. We jived. It was really like, it was funny. It was good. It was easy. Now on the actual first date, it just kind of like clicks. Um, mm-hmm. And also I had one Zoom date where the girl, um, this is this is a great move where like, a couple of my friends have also used this. We're like, you know, Zoom sometimes has that 40 minute cap on a call. Yeah. We don't like have a subscription or something. So she was like, oh, my Zoom time is like coming out. Um, and so I guess we should probably like end this. And so obviously you could start a new one, but that I was like, okay, no problem. And then she, we ended it. And then she was like, by the way, like good time, but I wasn't, I'm not interested. So like that was Did kind she of- Did message you right after? Um, not like right after, but like later that night she did, okay. um, which was like a nice not to kind of like wait. But I think I even got the sense of like, she was like, all right, it's been 40 minutes. I got to like, you know, so that was a nice out. You have that out that like, oh, yeah. I can go. But also like, I'm glad I didn't actually like get dressed, go downtown, figure something out, go out somewhere just to know in 40 minutes we figure this out that it's not really going to work. Totally. So. Do you feel like some do you feel like if it's gonna work it will also work over over like virtually or do you think that like sometimes something would work in person but like virtually it wouldn't it's a good question um i think generally um i would say like if you're gonna click with someone like if you're a sarcastic person and someone else gets your humor or you're into certain things that someone else can appreciate and those conversations are going to come up i do think those connections are going to happen whether you're over the phone through FaceTime or in person. Um, But I also know that, you know, like on dating apps, right. You could be this great person in real life that everyone knows, but you'll Mm -hmm. profile or text with them and nothing about that greatness comes through. Cause like, that's not how they project it or they're a terrible texter or they can't project themselves in the right way. So I think it does happen where maybe in person my sense of humor or my vibes like come across differently than on like through a screen. So yeah. I, I definitely can feel like also there's an awkwardness when you get on like, hey, oh, you're kind of fuzzy. Like, what's up? Like, my audio is weird. Like, you've already kind of lost kind of a vibe off the bat. So I think yeah. you can definitely vibe with someone that you are going to in person. But I do think there is like a lot of opportunity to just sort of like have it be weird and uncomfortable and not work out. And um, so, yeah. And it's not like, not everyone is good at like FaceTime. Not everyone is good over the phone. Not everyone is, you know, so um, I think if you can get to a comfortable point, that connection is always going to kind of seep through. But if you can't, I think it's going to just kind of not work out. Okay. Well, I think that's a good segue to let the Listeners know that I volunteered myself to have my profile looked by Alan. Um, so I'm going to get roasted and I'm ready. Um, so he has my photos and yeah, I can just go through them and like describe them. And then you can tell me what you think, or you can just look through and describe them. I feel like it might be funnier if you look through and describe them, but I'm also happy to look through them myself. Oh, also, right. if any of you guys have ever listened to You Up, um, the Betches podcast, they do a lot of this. So, you know, me, I'm just trying to do it the Jewish way. No, I love it. I appreciate the vulnerability and giving me full access to your profile. 
<laughs> I will try to be as nice. Yeah, as I don't think I've ever seen you. So this is a first. <laughs> yeah, right. For a guy you've never actually met in person, just giving him full reins in your profile is very. Yeah, this is the best way to meet people, you know, just start a podcast and share your profile to everyone who comes. No, this is a new move. I think you're onto something here. I think you're really this. This can be a new like how to pick up guys like, hey, can you have my here's my podcast. Here's my profile. Oh, you like my profile. You know, I think it's going to be a good yeah. Yeah, it's it's easy. It's, it's easy, you know, yeah. it takes no effort. <laughs> and also you can like deep dive into a guy just by having these kind of questions and conversations. Oh yeah, I live for this. No, this is like very, very fun for me. But also like dating fascinates me. So it's, um you know, like I told you before, it's just a good way to like talk about it with everyone, you know, it just makes it a lot more fun. Yeah, of course. Like, if you can't laugh at yourself in terms of dating, then you're never going to enjoy it. So I think this is the best way to do it. But let's get started. Let's let's go through here. Okay, so first picture, we have Rebecca here um, right. wearing a nice, cute summer outfit, standing in front of like some... Like outdoor bar. Outdoor bar area, kind of with a little side, side turn pose action. This is so funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if anyone knows me on facebook this is my profile picture to give you any context <laughs> no if you're following along at home just go on a facebook go to a profile <laughs> um that way you can get context but uh so what i will say about this picture is i i think it's a great picture um for anyone who can't see it it's basically like from her feet all the way up so you can see everything about her um and what I, why I think this is actually really good, Rebecca, is because a lot of people tend to show photos that just show their face or from different angles. And when someone's stopping on your profile, that first photo they're seeing, they want to see like everything. They don't want to get like, I can't really tell what they look like, like how tall mm. are they, how much they weigh. Like, I don't really know. And if people have questions, if you know, like you've been there where you're like, I can't tell I'm moving on because this is just like, I really don't have all the information. Yeah. Um, so this picture is great because now I don't have to think about any, anything. I just, I just, I can see you. I know what you look like and nothing is being hidden. So I think it's a great first picture. Oh, but you said there's one thing. Oh, so yeah. So there's one thing. So uh, the only one caveat I would say, even though this isn't a huge deal for this photo, but for anyone listening is usually I always advise people the first photo you have should be something really high quality, like not taken on an iPhone, yeah. taken on a really nice camera or professionally done because when you're swiping through or getting profiles thrown at you, they all kind of blend in. And so, you know, the ones that just look really nice and pop really quickly, yeah. like you, you take an extra second to notice them. And when okay. people are just swiping right or left with like giving every profile one or two seconds, really to have a popped first photo is going to set you apart and just give you that extra attention. So I would say this is a great photo, but if it was like a really high quality, like well taken shot, it would just pop that much more. But I don't For think sure. that's, you know, that's to sort of nitpick. Uh, okay. That's good to know. Yeah. So we'll give it like a nine out of 10. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We can move. Actually, you're right. I'm going to eight because I don't want to set the bar too high at the beginning, but. Uh, okay, fine, fine, fine. It's better than most things I've seen. Go to my ego. Yeah. Um, okay. So now we have the first. We have the first added bio piece, which is uh, my simple pleasures are noodle soup, an organized fridge, Shabbat, plants, H-Mart, and matcha. So I will say the following. 
Um, the pro Please feel free to be as critical as you want. Oh, you know? I, I plan on it. Um, but you always got to start with like the positives, you know, ease in nicely. So the positives I like is like, first of all, you put your bot. So anyone who is Jewish or observant in any way who cares about those things, I think that's really important to put on your profile somewhere just to help weed out people who may not be a good fit for you. Um, mm -hmm. I think putting Shabbat on was a great, a great move that anyone who is kind of in that realm should do. Um, yeah. I added that recently because I feel like I want to, it's very hard on Hinge to see who like keep Shabbat and like kosher and stuff. So like, right. You have to put it in somewhere. I feel like every person, there's like that unspoken of like, and I only recently kind of got on board with it because it just makes it easier to know because Hinge just, you know, only only divides like parses out for Jewish. Yeah. So it's really tough. Like you can narrow it down by like being Jewish, but then unless you can tell like the school they went to or like that kind of stuff, it's really hard to tell. Yeah. But I think that's a really good idea um, that you did that. Um, the other the other thing I would say is the one reason why I don't like this one exactly is because I think people do this a lot is the when you the listing of things I always tell people to stay away from it because mm -hmm. as as good as it may sound to you when I read this as like a person I would say like noodle soup an organized fridge plants H Mart like unless one of these is so specific to something I could relate to then it's almost as if you didn't really, it's almost as if you almost said nothing because okay. say, like you said plants right but let's say i have no connection to plants that doesn't like i can't ask you about plant maybe i'll say what kind of plants do you have or maybe like i could go into a little bit but right i get that like i think a big thing that people um especially on hinge right because like hinge's whole thing is like what what part of dating apps suck it's the conversations right because mm. like you all you're really doing the initial part is like i'm swiping to match with someone but then the effort part is starting a conversation and like no one knows how to start a conversation no one knows what to ask and so hinge their whole thing is like we're going to make it easy for conversations to start because we're going to have all these like talking points photos so i think hinge especially when you have these like these little bios that you could add into your profile uh, mm -hmm. putting in like great talking points or interesting um facts about you can help you stand out sort of versus the like list of things that like shabbat is really big but like an organized like organized fridge is just kind of like a funny one like it's like cute but um like unless so i would either say put something in really specific or almost mm -hmm. take it out but um but that would be my thoughts on the on, the, on this one so me and Alan talked a while about my dating profile and I just wanted to come on here and sum up some of the points that I learned about setting up a dating profile in general. So number one, I had a photo with a friend of mine and I thought, you know, I have a good smile there, it looks good, so let me put it on and he said to always stay away from photos with friends because, you know, people come to your profile to see you and learn everything about you. So don't want to detract from you and unless there's a photo that has to have a friend in it, then you should always avoid it. And then Another note on prompts, so sometimes a prompt will like not really work and you thought it might have worked, so he encourages that you should change your prompts, you know, every couple of weeks to see how different ones get different reactions. Um, and ultimately I learned, you know, after going over some of my prompts and pictures, you really want 
the prompts and the photos to drive conversations. So you want to think about like, okay, what do I want to talk about when I'm talking to people on apps? And then create your prompts from that and create your photos from that and also have like fun photos and like goofy photos and photos that you know you can't tell like where they were taken so that you can maybe put like slap on the prompt like guess where this was taken and that's like another way that people can start a conversation with you so thanks alan for looking over my profile deeply appreciated and now back to the live episode um but yeah i think overall i would say you have definitely an above average profile for the other types of profiles I see on a daily basis. Wow. Um, so I'm high praise. High praise. I think there's there's a little bit of wiggle room to make some adjustments. Yeah. Uh, overall, <laughs> I think that this is definitely a fine profile. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. I feel like I, you know, I learned so much. So thank you for doing this uh, favor for me. No problem. For a fellow person struggling in the dregs of New York City. Happy to help. But again, that Venmo payment is going to be in your inbox later. Ugh, I'm hoping that I can like flirt my way out of the Venmo payment, you know? It's possible. It's possible. We'll see. Um, but yeah, this was, uh, I'm, I'm glad it helped. Um, this, and yeah. this, this is what I like, when I work with people, this is kind of part of what I do is part of the sessions. One of the sessions I run with people is going through their profiles picture by picture, line by line, really going through. I mean, it's a little bit more in depth than what I did with you now, but just kind of helping people understand what works and what doesn't work, uh, why things make sense, why they don't make sense, um, what to include, not to include. So it's kind of a, like a full depth of understanding online dating, how to present yourself, how to create a profile, so, which I think a lot of people do struggle with and may not even realize is a problem, but um, so this is kind of a little taste of what I, I would do with someone. Cool. Awesome. And now segues the part of the episode where we truly dive into how on earth we're going to date this COVID winter. I took it upon myself to look into like camping gear and like kind of was having a laugh with myself um, because we're just facing a very complicated thing where the objective is to not get sick because it's a pandemic. The problem is long winter dates outside. So it's kind of like a catch-22, right? Um, the only solution is really like, how do you stay warm? Yeah. So, so what if you started buying gear and getting uh, getting like... Okay, so I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I found. I'm like holding back because it's a little crazy. But basically, you can buy an undershirt with warmers. Um, and I saw this like most ridiculous thing on Amazon, which is like an undershirt that has spot for eight warmers. So you have four on your front and four on the back. Um, it's only $13. So I was like, people should maybe buy this. Like if you know for, for that, you're going to for sure, like get in a long-term relationship right away with the first person you go out with, I'd say, no, don't invest in this. But if you know, like you're planning on going on a lot of first dates, like yeah, it could be interesting. Okay. And then there's like packs of hand warmers that you can buy. And I think that's like the easiest thing, you know, as opposed to like to just buy hand warmers, like it'll just be helpful. There's heated socks, which are 35 on Amazon. And there's also a mini little heater you can buy, which I think would be like such a move. If like I was on a date with a guy and he's like, I have this heater like for us, I'd be like, it's so nice. Yeah. That's a great move. Like, like, oh, you're cold. I have my portable heater. It's like, oh, right. Like, I feel like that's so much more acceptable now. I'd be like, wow. Like also he probably brings them on all dates or any social events. Right. Um, and then I had this idea to like, when I looked up camping gear, it was just a ton of sleeping bags. And I was like, okay, like people could go on 
be in their like get two sleeping bags and go somewhere. But then I was also thinking about how parks in New York are not safe at night. So like, how are people supposed to hang out now? Like, that's really one of the issues. Yeah, um, it's a good qu- question. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's, it's gonna be it's gonna be t- like definitely tough. Um, I mean, you can definitely walk through the park, um, like was, up yeah. until like midnight. I think if you walk through the park, it's not going to be so dangerous. Mm, um, you think so? What would you say about like the peripheries of the park versus like maybe you can stay on the sides? It would be better. Uh, I mean, I've definitely gone through like in the summer. I went on just walking dates on Riverside Park by the Hudson. Um, like at night. At night, yeah, like eight nine nine o'clock at night. You just go for a walk. Like the whole pathway is lit up like there's apartments that are lit up so it's kind of romantic it's nice um same with like central park i I wouldn't say like go all the way in and like you know go on like an adventure at 11 o'clock at night but i would say if you did like the first kind of walkway into a park and just stayed like pretty close to the edge like that wouldn't i don't think would be so bad um who brings his own space heater then like there's no worries yeah it's nice you don't think any of this stuff is weird it's all like normal really a year ago this stuff would have been super weird but now we have to like there's really no complaining you have to like go with the flow yeah creative like i I think that's also going to be part of it of like more now than ever both on the guy side and the girl side like both parties have to just be really creative and and like communicate exactly what they're comfortable with what they're interested in doing what they're not interested in doing because there's so many more there's so fewer options and so many different ways of approaching dating now that like you can't hold back you can't be like what do you want to do what do you want to do you have to just say this is what i'm thinking this is what i'm comfortable with what do you think um yeah and i think like have to like collaborate yeah like you can't just say well i expect him to do this or expect her to plan this like you both have to just be like, what are we doing? Let's find something we can both yeah, both make work. Because like no one's gonna know what they're doing. No one's gonna know what like has any idea what, what's available and how the dating landscape is gonna work. So also like we may as well like work together to figure it out. Yeah, a hundred and also like I think what we'll probably see is like all of these like rules, like you know, like the um, just how dating is structured. I think that's mm-hmm. gonna go out the window a little bit. Yeah. You know, like, I don't think it's going to be as much like he's supposed to do this and she's supposed to do this and he's supposed to plan. And like, I think it's all going to be just one big collaboration amongst both people. And it's going to be very different. Like, like you said, all the walls are going to go down. Everyone's going to be more vulnerable. Everyone's going to be more outspoken. There's going to be less roles involved. It's going to be everyone just like figuring it out. So, Alan, if you were planning a winter date outside, like what are some things you might consider doing? Right now, which I've seen a lot of in the city, is a lot of bars and restaurants are now doing these like igloo, like warming tents around seating outside. So I think what'll be really nice is even in the winter, you could still go and grab a drink with someone outdoors and be in one of these pods. Uh, You could still go out to dinner, um, same situation. So I think bars and restaurants, hopefully, again, we don't know what's going to happen, but I think that'll still be an available option. Uh, Yeah. Though I don't think you can just, you know, get drinks every single time you go out. So that's going to be a little bit problematic after the first couple of dates. But um, but there's a lot of also, underratedly, there's a lot of outdoor winter activities that, that the city offers, like every year, mm-hmm. right? Like 
like Bryant Park, they have an outdoor winter village every year where yeah. they set up like tons of booths and ice skating. I'm excited and for that. Me, me, it's, trust me when I say this, it's one of my favorite parts about New York um, because I, who doesn't love the winter? And there's just so many cool things to do there. Every, like you could go there three or four times in the same winter and just still find new things to explore. So um, the fact that that's going to be open is huge. Um, yeah. So that's definitely something you could do. Um, I know like 235th, like the outdoor, the rooftop bar, they always do like these um, on the roof in the winter, they set up these igloos, the heated igloos that you can go into with friends and grab drinks. So I think that's supposed to be open. So that's also, I think, another thing that a lot of rooftop bars are going to be doing now. Um, also, again, depending how cold it is and how people's like threshold for this may be, um, there's a lot of free or really cheap walking tours of New York. So you can mm-hmm. take walking tours of like New York or downtown, the financial district, and just learn about the city. So yeah. it's not completely freezing outside. You could easily do, uh, you know, let's grab hot co- hot chocolate or coffee and go on a walking tour. And that's sort of an outdoor activity that just seems very easy. So what do you, what's a walking tour? Like a Like a tour that you can get like on Groupon or something? Yeah, you can. Go, a lot of them are free. Like, there's a lot of free um, like societies in New York that offer them. But yeah, you can sign up online. Um, some of them are like five or ten dollar donation, and they take groups of like ten to twenty people. Again, I think it'll probably be a smaller groups now, but I know that they're still going on. And you just explore part of the city. You can like listen on your phone as you go and do the tour on your own. You can listen to a tour guide and mm-hmm. take you to just historical parts of the city and explain the significance. And it's you know, it's, you could you could break off into your own thing and just explore on your own. You could do it with a group. So I think that could be a fun date. Um, and then I think, like, lastly, I think this is going to also test people's, like, like tolerance of – not tolerance, but test people's um, – actually, I'm going to start over. Um, um, also, like, one other thing I think could be really interesting is um, seeing how people – how comfortable people are going to be with indoor dating. So mm-hmm. you know, at a certain point, after you've exhausted all the the bars and restaurants and outdoor activities by date four or five, you know, moving indoors is probably going to be really important, like uh, moving to someone's apartment or indoor space. Um, and so I think people may have to like readjust how comfortable they feel with that. Because um, maybe on date four, you know, I may say, Oh, do you want to come over for, to make, to make, we can make dinner or, do a mixology night and we'll get like alcohol stuff and we'll make drinks or, you know, just do fun stuff that you really, or do a paint night in our apartment or something. It doesn't have to be sexual. It could just be that we don't have anywhere else to do this. So I think you're almost might you almost have to like redefine what your intents are and what you're comfortable with and kind of, kind of be more like communicate more like, Hey, I'm just inviting you over for like this. It doesn't really mean I'm just saying on our third date, come over for something else. So I think yeah. that's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. Because at a certain point, if you're not comfortable going to someone's apartment by date four or five, I would assume like you're going to have to find really creative things to do. For sure. That's definitely true. Yeah. I feel like it's hard to navigate with roommates, like having dates, you know, like where you would feel comfortable, like having dates in your apartment, but nothing that can't be solved with like a conversation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely going to be really tricky. Um, and then also like back to that COVID part of like, Oh, Hey, I have three roommates. Do you want to come over for a date? And then they might say, Oh, 
like four people in an apartment, I may not feel comfortable or the roommates are feeling if someone else is coming in, just like you're trying to have a romantic date, your roommates are running around. Like, yeah, it's, it's going to be kind of a mess, but um, it's not, nothing's ideal. Nothing is going to be ideal the next like four or five months. So. Do you have any ideas for zoom dates for people who like aren't comfortable meeting in person? Uh, yeah, I think, I think there's definitely a lot of room to be creative and have a lot of creativity with it. Um, and just a standard, like, how are you? Where are you? Like, how are, you know, what do you do? Um, yeah. I think, I think some fun stuff that I've heard before are, uh, like you can make games out of it. So, and depending on again, how comfortable you feel, but I've had friends who have done like, um, you know, you ask, it's like almost like a truth or dare. Like you just ask someone mm-hmm. to do something and they have to do it of like, oh, go like lick this in your apartment or go find this or um, like, or like, just why not, you know, or like go find the most embarrassing or hideous outfit in your closet and put it on and come back. And then you both leave and you come back and it's like, can make fun of each other. Or um, I think like if you're open to these things and the other person is too, there's a lot of room to just, you know, be fun with each other. Um, Or you can have like a cooking night, right? Where maybe both of you cook the same dish at home together um, and you just like kind of like have the camera in front of each other and go along with like the whole recipe with each other, you just have dinner together. So um, there's that, like there's definitely a lot of ways that you could, um, there's also, what's really cool is a lot of museums since they're closed have, uh, have opened up online virtually. So you could actually sync up your computers and take a virtual tour through a museum together. Like together. That's really cool. Yeah, so you could actually like walk through it and like stop at different paintings and stop at different parts of the museum, and like on Zoom you could just talk to each other as you go through it on your computer, and like just have fun that way. Um, like Netflix has a new thing; it's like net, uh, Netflix Party, I think. Yeah, yeah, I've done it so back like, in the April days. I did it a few times. On a date? Not or on, just- on a date. Not on a date. I haven't done too many creative Zoom dates. Like, all I did was one time we like played like computer games together for like a few hours. Um, and that was fun. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I'd be interested in trying something where like, we're both doing something kind of like active on both of our ends as opposed to like sitting by the screen. And I've also like taken my FaceTimes to like the park. And that's always like nice. Cause I just feel like I'm like more in my element for a date when I'm like not in my room, you know? Yeah, you, you don't feel like you're like in your room, your bed's behind you, stuff's around, like it doesn't feel normal. Yeah, like I almost feel like I would want to like get Froyo together outside, but like over Zoom, you know what I mean? Right. Just so I could like not be in my apartment. Like, I don't know, I would just be thinking if my, unless my roommates were both not home, I would just be thinking about them like listening and I would be like awkwardly trying to cook something. I don't know. It seems yeah. so much fun if I like had a studio, but I just don't, you know? Yeah, so not to make you jealous, but I actually just got a studio like last month. So it's wow. um, it's definitely it definitely is a game changer in terms of of that aspect, like having your own private space. Yeah, no, I mean I had three three roommates before. It was fun. It's great. You had that dynamic, but I think there's there's definitely pros and cons on both sides. Um, right, for sure. Yeah, because also like once you're done with the call, you want to like go to your roommates and be like, oh my god, this guy was so great, and like that's fun. But yeah, it, it is fun. You know. Uh, right. or your, your roommates come out and they're like by the way we were secretly listening and he sounds great 
where he's a creep. Right. Like, yeah, for sure. No, it's definitely fun. It's always like the things that you don't have that you are like, oh, like I wish I had that. But like, it's really nice. I mean, like me and my roommate were debriefing things all the time. And it's like really nice to have that like constant debrief. Exactly. Um, for sure. So yeah, I think, I think those are great ideas. And there's, yeah, there's, I think there's a lot of creativity that you can do with it. Um, and that's kind of what I was saying before. I think it's going to just be both sides just have to be really creative, start thinking of ideas now, like work together to figure things out. And I think if both, if that happens, like it's not going to be as hard as people make it out to be. Yeah. Right. And like, there's, there's a lot out there that you really could do. I mean, after like talking to you, it feels like there's so much more that we can do. So, um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. This has been such a awesome conversation. Lots of practical info and lots of fun. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I it was, it was great speaking about all of this. Like I, I really enjoy it. Um, I'm glad you took some positive ideas. Yeah. Out of it. Um, and I think that like everyone listening will also be like, okay, like we got this, like, you know, Oh yeah. Yeah. Everyone take has, it from us. Like you're, you're going to be fine. I trust me don't give up on dating keep going at it just be creative put in the effort and i promise the next like four months are going to be the best time to be dating um and there isn't you shouldn't it's also like no one's parting like this is literally everyone everything that everyone's doing yeah and everyone has just been pent up so long that all they want to do is just like meet people and just like find someone and figure it out so like it's not going to be as as hard as we make it out to be totally totally Okay. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was so fun. So Alan, where can we find you for your dating services? Yeah. So if anyone's interested in following up or has any questions about uh, dating services, uh, you can reach me by email at uh, the right swipe coach at gmail.com. And then people can also find me uh, on Facebook, just at Alan Aviton on Facebook. I also have a Facebook page the right swipe on Facebook that people can check out for more info. Um, and then, um, also, um, on Instagram at Alan, not Steve is also my Instagram. So I post some stuff there. If they want to meet, like follow me or just reach out. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. This has been such a great episode. I'm really, really excited about it. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, me too. This was such a pleasure. So happy you asked me to come on and, um, and yeah, this was, this was really fun. Yeah. So that closes out our episode. I hope you all enjoyed. And I just want to say that this episode has been just as much as a pep talk for me as it hopefully will be for you. And I wish you all a lovely rest of your week. Bye.